Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 174. I'd like to open up today with my favorite Irish proverb. I've, I've heard this one from a lot of people, heard it from many, many years. I got my mind on my money, my money on my mind. Also joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. And last but not least, the dumbass himself. Okay, I know how this looks, but hear me out. I was doing my laundry today, and I decided to put all my clothes <laughs> in. That's why I'm naked. <laughs> but like, I was just innocently making myself a sandwich, and you know, I, I accidentally dropped some peanut butter on my dingle, <laughs> and that, of course, attracted the ant, which got, got stuck in there. And then my pan- anteater came in, and well, you can you can see how that would lead to this unfortunate looking situation that you walked into. <laughs> Is that your favorite Irish proverb? <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you my favorite fo- Irish proverb. <clears throat> it goes like this. Heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, pots of golden rainbows, and red balloons. <laughs> <laughs> they are always after your lucky charm. That's right. They sure are. <laughs> Mac, Mac, do you they're, have a... They're magically delicious. They're, <laughs> Mac, do you have a favorite Irish uh, proverb for us? Yeah, it's hold my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> that could be Irish, though. That really could be Irish. And nothing good ever now happens everybody, after that. Now, everybody, grab a bar of green soap and a pen knife. <laughs> so we can all be Irish, Irish fresh. Yeah, the, the yeah. Irish tradition cutting cutting strips of green soap. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Trump did it again. But this time it was—I think it was more his speechwriters. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, well, hey, well, I, I thought it would be fun. Unless we've got—do we have anything else going on that we need to talk about? Ian's hungover from AnomalyCon. Yeah. I think that that's a cocaine fest, right? Isn't that what that what that what that con is about? Is just doing cocaine? That's what I assume. Yeah. I, what else could it be? I, I think it's about uh, you're trying to go to sleep, but you can't go to sleep because you're doing cocaine, and you try to go to sleep and you can't go to sleep because you're doing cocaine, and you wake up and you're doing cocaine. That has happened. I'm, I've been told from lots of people all the time that that that's how it works. All right. Well, let's do a little. Let's have a little fun with astrology. It's time to poke a little fun at astrology. So what I have done is I have I have I have four astrological what did they astrological uh, forecasts for March nineteenth, and we're gonna go through all four of them. And what you guys have to do is then you have to guess which one is yours and which one is mine. Let's do this. Yeah. So the first one that I put in here says keep your money in your pocket. You, you may be attracted to something or someone that is not worthy of your attention as this week unfolds. Focus on learning how to perform physical tasks or pursue constructive ideas. That's the first one. Okay. I may have to do some editing. Okay. As this week unfolds, your fancy may turn towards thoughts of love. You might be inspired by the first daffodil out of the ground or wallow in the mire, unrealistic ideas. Avoid conversational mix-ups. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Number three. During the week to come, it might seem that the more money you make, more problems. No, no, I'm sorry. The more (laughs) money you make, the more you must spend. Oh. Your participation in group activities might cost more than you expect. Find ways to apply wisdom to your finances. All right. That's number three. Thank you. And go ahead and read number four. 
you may feel it necessary to defend yourself from unwanted criticism, unwarranted criticism concerning the way you handle your possessions or bank account. You may be challenged in the week ahead to handle a tight schedule. Wow. Okay. So, boy, those are, I'm sure, extremely specific, and I'm sure you can find which ones relate to you. I'm feeling like the second one is more me. The second because one? Because, yeah, the one uh, that uh, I might feel like st- stopping to uh, notice the daffodils. Hmm. And well, what was what was the next part of that one again? Um, you might be inspired by the first daffodil peeking out of the ground, or wallow in a mire of unrealistic ideas. Avoid conversational I got a lot of un- mix-ups. Unrealistic I-, I-, I got a lot of unrealistic ideas, and um, conversational mix-ups happen all the time. Okay. okay. Number two. I am kind of inclined to believe, uh, since he and I are both the same sign, I'm kind of inclined to go with him that that is uh, that is for Aries. And I think that number four is actually yours. You think number four is mine? Yeah, and the reason I, I'll, I'll tell me if I'm right, and then I'll tell you what my. Uh, okay, go ahead. I'll tell you my reasoning one way or the other, but tell me if I'm right. Okay. Oh, you're wrong, but go okay. ahead. So my reasoning on this is that I looked at I looked at all four of these, and um, one and three seem to be Earth sign appeal. They're basically talking about the more money you make. Um, participation group activities, physical tasks, stuff like that. Those have earth sign appeal. Yep, I agree. That's just, yeah, that, 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 they do sound like earth sign. Number four, that seems like it's got Scorpio appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Because Scorpios, you know, Scorpios have that, have that method of self-defense where the best, the best defense is a good offense. Therefore, the best form of self-defense, self-defense is attack. Okay. Well, let and, me hear one and three again. I'm, let me guess which one, uh, when, when, when you are. Okay, okay. So keep your keep your money in your pocket. You may be attracted to something or someone that is not worthy of your attention as the week unfolds. Focus on learning how to perform physical tasks or pressure pursue pursue constructive, constructive ideas. ideas. Right. And which roughly translated is what what that's alluding to is basically. Um, don't go to, don't go to the strip club, take care of yourself. Okay. So, and then number three is during the next weeks, you might seem more, uh, seem that more money you make, the more, uh, you must spend your participation in group activities might cost more than you expected. Find ways to apply wisdom to your finances, which translated from the vague things into specifics means don't go to the strip club with your whole paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think number three is the one that refers to you. Okay. So so okay, so that that's yep. So by narrowing it down, so so yeah, so number four was Aquarius. Really? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't think that would have Aquarius appeal, but it didn't seem like a uh well, I don't know. Um it's I mean, we are still talking about water signs. So we're talking yeah. about feelings, right? Right, we are, but yeah, okay. Okay. And yeah, the Aries one uh, Aries being impulsive, right? That's that's the trait of uh, one of the traits of Aries. So you guys got that right. You both nailed Aqu- Aries. Excellent. So we've proved uh, astrology is true today. Uh, no, we didn't. We we <laughs> proved with a small sampling size that you can kind of pin down. <laughs> By the way, Brian, you'll be happy to know that Tango is also a Scorpio. Oh well, that is good. And yeah, I guess you're well, right. No, he might be an early Sagittarius, but. I should I should have thought I, I, I maybe it would have been you know I should have put um, two fire signs in here 
That's what I should have done. Instead of so I did Taurus, which so I did Earth, I did Aries, which is fire, and I did uh, Scorpio and Aquarius, which are both water. Oh no, wait, am I wrong about Aquarius? Is Aquarius an air sign? Aquarius is an air sign. Aquarius is air sign. So I did. So, so I did you, one of you each. Did, you did Earth, Wind, and Fire. I did Earth, Wind, and Fire, and yeah, Earth, Wind, Fire, and Air. I did them all. Water, whatever. Yeah. So I got. So I did manage to get one of each. Something like that. Something to that effect. But yeah. So you guys were able to nail the one. But uh, it's hard. It's harder to nail. I, I don't know. But here's the problem: is that as usual, I, I was. I was hoping. Maybe I should have had a larger sample size. See, that's why I was hoping to have one more person. I thought if I could get five or six of them in here, um, that that would work out. Uh, did I guess yours correctly? Or Yeah, you did. Yeah, number three was Scorpio. Excellent. But would I you have I guessed have, that I before Mac? Today that astrology is real and okay. I have a talent with it. <laughs> yeah, and also <laughs> Mac and I know too much about it. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, what I'm saying about uh, what I'm saying about the appeal of certain things. Um, that number four seems like it has Scorpio appeal to me because, well, and, and like I was saying about earth sign appeal, earth signs are traditionally associated with, you know, earthy things, including money. So they're supposed to be good with finances and things like that. So they're going to key to oh, yeah. what people think they know about astrology. Well, but here's the problem. Well, okay. I guess, yeah, I guess when you're doing it that way, that 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 kind of works. If you're if you're coming at it from a point of view where you already understand astrology, and so when somebody knows that they're a Scorpio, what they're going to key on, I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. Well, it's not so much that I'm saying I'm thinking that I understand astrology; it's that I understand the nature of astrologers and their understanding of human nature. Yeah, I mean, but generally, when when these things are done, any one of those could apply to anybody. Yeah, and it, because here's the thing: is that when you look at these, they're pretty general. I mean, you you guys no, nailed no. number one and number three are clearly applying to strip ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps yeah, because they are talking about. But everybody everybody worries about money. Oh shit! Number two is about a strip club too. Uh, yes, it is. They're all about strip. Yeah, they're all about strip clubs. Yep. Any any, but when if you go back and any one of those could have applied to any of you, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And they're all very generalized advice. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing there that, I mean, even if they were personalized. But yeah, there you go. And, you know, the thing of it is, the type of astrology we're looking at here is general, this is what your sign is going to be doing this month, this week. This week, yeah. But the actual, get down to the exact exact, uh, latitude and longitude you were born at and what stars were happening – at that particular minute of your birth, then you have a much more personal horoscope, which again is worth a, a, a load of fed, of a load of feeded dingoes kidneys. Okay, here try <laughs> try this. See if you can get another one. You know, it, it is kind of interesting. My wife used to be in uh, astrology and like really, she she could do up the uh, charts and everything and do like really detailed stuff. Okay, yeah. And um, she uh she was uh bothered by like inconsistency she she saw in mine like she thought that they didn't quite fit and she thought it was because uh she didn't have uh my exact time of birth oh well yeah cuz you got to get the rising sign right so you can get the descending sign right so that you can put everything in its proper houses cuz it makes a big difference you know the house effect on the moon you know can make a big difference in your emotional state you never told her the, the you never told her the truth. The the constellations were different on the planet you were born. <laughs> <laughs> Here, okay. Here, read the I'm gonna read one more. You see if you can guess who this belongs to. 
Fuzzy thinking is not the same as fuzzy logic. In the week ahead, be sure to communicate clearly to avoid becoming bogged down in details. Your physical energy levels are high, so tackle odd jobs. You know, that if you had said that one, I would have just said, nope, that is not me. Physical activity... That- Energy, physical energy levels being high, that does not apply to me at any time. I think that Mac can, that, can that reason this one think, down. That makes me think cancer, but I could be incorrect. You are incorrect. It's Gemini. Really? Okay. It's the fuzzy logic and thinking that, that I think he's the Gemini. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they, they are kind of written to that, to that when you go through and read what, about the signs, they have, definitely, they have definitely spent some time keying to them here. Anyway, it's a fun little exercise. I think that we should do it, you know, I think it's one of those things that you kind of want to do more often and kind of, you know, just to kind of see where they're, what they're doing. Maybe we should make this a regular thing. We'll I think so. Give out, give out uh, the uh, astrology uh, oh, predictions gonna... for the week and we'll, and we'll see how good we are at guessing which one is ours. I kind of like the idea, yeah. If we're going to do this, though, I think that we should probably only use the, I, I think we probably should only use accurate horoscopes from the only paper that does them accurately. The Onion? That'd be the one. Okay. That would be, a, that'll be fun. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> I like the Onion horoscopes. We'll have to, we'll have to do that too. We'll have to throw the Onion in there. But I think it'd be fun to make this more of a regular exercise. It's interesting though, because you guys did nail, uh, you guys had no problem nailing your own. You, you picked out which one that, which one was supposed to be Aries. We need a, you know. We, we, we need to keep track because so far I'm winning. Okay. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Would you have guessed number three before Mac did? See, because Mac eliminated number four. Um, that's it. Oh, yeah. You've got them written down in the show notes here, don't you? Like way down here. Yeah, I put them, uh, yeah, put them down there. I see number four. Well, I think I would have picked uh, either number uh, one or three for you because I know that, uh, that you're uh, focused on work in your uh, new place or whatever. Like you've been there for a few months now, but one or four. Um, you're probably still you're probably still settling in and concentrating on uh, getting getting yourself settled in your work area. So stuff to do with uh, money is, probably would relate more to you, I would think. Yeah, yeah. So one or four. So, yeah. but you guys you guys nailed your own. So that that's that was the real important one here. So you each get a point for the week. So yeah. So we'll keep track. And then we'll see um, who, uh, you know, who, who gets them right most often. I think that'll be fun. All right. It's time to masturbate, don't you think? I think so. <laughs> Particularly since your whole intro monologue <laughs> referred to the <laughs> masturbation <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. So, what I found here, uh, 25 shares, uh, share their... People share their most embarrassing masturbation <sighs> moments, and these were and, embarrassing. Yeah, uh, these are mostly their th- things that people are admitting to have masturbated to. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they were. It's not things that were caught masturbating to. And I, most of them, uh, if not all of them, some of them don't mention, but I think most of them are guys. So it does seem that way. <laughs> but yeah, and, I, and I of course, all I was going to say guy moments masturbate. It does seem that way. They don't specify, um, but of course this came from Reddit, 
I mean, where else are you going to ask this question, right? So, <laughs> number I would like one, to hear more more female masturbation it, embarrassments. Yes. Well, when you Google, if you Google masturbation moments, um, there there's there's all sorts of stuff. This was just one of many that I had to pick from. Okay, hold on. Let me Google. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Master. Oh yeah, yours is the worst one. <laughs> yeah. The 10 worst masturbation stories we've ever heard. 12 masturbation stories that will make you feel better about dot, dot, dot. All right. Well, anyway, let's go into uh, the article that you've got. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll get back to all the other embarrassing things. So the first one, an old woman's pubes. So apparently he was 13 and he saw, uh, I I, I don't know where he would have seen them. Uh, He saw, uh, he saw this. He says 50 years or older, maybe even older. He saw them, and then he went to the bathroom and spanked the monkey. And he says, not proud of well, myself. You know, when you're when you're 13, pretty much anything will get that thing going. Uh, well, yeah. I, and here, But what's funny is that he, I, uh, it does seem like all these people were not proud of these. It's like, you, it's not <laughs> like you, I mean, you don't have a choice, but turns you on, turns you on. Yeah, that's the thing of it. Exactly. Um, this is something that in that particular moment, did something for you sexually. But the reason that they're embarrassed about it is because, you know, this is not what they're supposed to be into. Well, that's true. Right. Yeah. The next one, this is the one, this is, okay. Uh, this is all you dumbass. <laughs> uh, pizza dough. Pizza pie. American pizza pie. So this I'll, one. I'll read the, you want me to read it out for yeah, you? Yeah, go ahead and read it out. <laughs> hmm. If you okay, want hear to. hear me out. I worked in a restaurant for years, and we had to make them cut into small 250-gram portions, rolling them into balls of dough. After a while, being a horny 16, 17-year-old, I noticed a piece of dough had a roughly similar feeling as boobs, and even a similar shape. So at the end of my shift, I left with three of these dough balls and went back home. Once at home, I got them out and started feeling them like they were boobs. But it didn't get me hot like I thought they would. So I made an incision in one of them, put a condom <laughs> on, and started fucking that little dough ball like crazy while groping and sucking on the other. Let these titties in one Ziploc bags. Oh, let these titties ones in Ziploc bags. I didn't really want to suck on raw dough. It did the job, but then I was so ashamed. I had a bit of trouble cutting and rolling pizza dough without laughing at myself or how much of a loser I was having sex with pizza dough. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to improvise. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next one, my mom's panties. My mom's uh, my my mom's underwear. I didn't do it because they were hers, but because they were women's underwear. <laughs> what the hell? Sure, well, that was I my mean, thought. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, I assume they're clean panties. Uh, you can just uh, you can imagine that they're any girl's panties. Sure. Yep. No problem there. Oh, this one. This one's great. The video of my babysitter giving my dad head. Yeah, it happens, people. <laughs> I don't. Well, that one. That's, that one's not. That's a porn video. Yeah. That. That's. Well. I, I'm. I'm wondering why. Who videoed it and and why they videoed it. I'm guessing the dad videoed it. Well, it probably the nanny cam. But what's bad about it? It, it really. It, what's scary about that one is that that's potentially child porn. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, was the babysitter 18? I don't know. Uh, the sound of my parents having sex. I was 12. Aerosmith video. Like I, like I said, when you're 12, 13, oh, pretty yeah. much anything will get that going. And, and the sound of sex can be uh, a big turn on. It's not like you want to have sex with your parents, but you know. Yeah, well, so Aerosmith video, uh, it was the 90s. The internet wasn't around yet. But here's the thing. Is Aero- it, it depends on what Aerosmith video, doesn't it? 
Well, I, I'm that, thinking that Alicia Silverstone was doing did a whole bunch of them at that time, didn't she? I don't remember, but you know the the point is it's either it's either something to be ashamed of or it's not for this person. It just depends. I guess it depends on the video, but whatever it was, it did something for some. Yeah, I. But I mean, if they were the Aristone videos with the Alicia Silverstone, I mean, pff, can you blame him? No. <laughs> Even though now we know she's crazy. Oh, okay. Here, the, I drew a camel toe. Well, why, why would that stop you from uh, being able to get off to it? I, sometimes I just can't get past the crazy. I'm sorry. I might be able to, though. You know what? <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> there you go. That's the attitude. <laughs> Let's see. I drew a camel toe on the fog of the, of, of the shower door and cracked it and cranked it down. And he says it was, it was, just, it was just the camel toe, no boobs. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it sounds to me like that person has a pretty good imagination. Uh, amputated uh, ebony midget porn. Okay, I try not to judge. It's it's fine. Yeah, most embarrassing. I'm I'm still trying to fit. Why is the Aer- Aerosmith one embarrassing? The Bible. <laughs> no, as as he says, there's tons of fucked up shit in the Bible. Absolutely, there is. Um, the flap of an of an Airbus A320. He should be embarrassed. I've flown on an A320, and I just don't get it. Well, you don't, but apparently he does. Apparently he does. And what he said is he said he had a decent wink in the hotel room thinking about it. What the heck did it remind him of that, I mean, how did, oh, I don't know. Well, maybe maybe there is maybe there is something about the flaps and their movement. It doesn't necessarily remind him of it. It's just something about the flaps and the movement did it for him. Okay. The sound of my roommate having sex. Banging her girlfriend. Or okay. girlfriend. Yeah, girlfriend banging. So he says he used to just walk that's, out. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, that's something to be ashamed of. But he said what he did is he would walk out into the living room naked and then he then he'd, you know, shoot his load and go back to bed. <laughs> that that that's almost, you know, he'd almost get caught doing that. So maybe there's an extra added bonus there. A girl getting it on with her dog. Uh, okay, why not? Let's see. I guess uh, I guess <laughs> The most uh, fucked up, shameful thing I've ever jerked off to was a post somewhere where a girl described getting uh, getting it on with her dog. It, it was written kind of raw, but afterwards I thought, what the fuck did I just, what the fuck did I just do? No! <laughs> uh, orgy porn of lesbians with Adam's apples. <laughs> so he says basically he watched this this porn of the you know these these uh women having an orgy and then he realized when he was done that all the women had adam's apples okay i mean i i kind of don't understand that i mean i guess the the thing that he's trying to imply here is that they were all guys but if you're watching orgy porn the the genitals are pretty really pretty clearly seen you would think yeah i don't know right yeah I, pff, I i would guess the next one though vomiting on another girl on another girl's face okay well whatever floats your boat yeah this next one, though, HIV porn, a guy getting filled with a jar of HIV positive cum. I don't even know where you found that. But if the, if it exists, there's porn of it. Yeah. Like I said, whatever floats your boat. This one I like. Dirty messages from dad's ex-girlfriend. Uh, when I was a teenager, I found some audio files with gibberish names on uh, on my dad's iTunes account. Turns out it was a series of dirty messages that... He had saved from an ex-girlfriend. I copied them to a flash drive and jacked off to them 
for a week or week or two. Oh. Is it is it is it because it was the dad's girlfriend that that makes that bad? Maybe she I was just so, giving, but, you know, like maybe she was just giving him good enough dirty messages. Yeah, I mean, I'm I guessing mean, like any any girl's message, a dirty message, you can pretend like it's to you and just jack off to it. I don't think it's really a huge deal. Yeah, I've, yeah. I'm, um, a couple having sex on a dead bear. What am I doing with my life? I what is that? Was it was it a, like a dead bearskin rug? I mean, what what? I'm not sure. Was it or was it just a dead bear somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. My first time ever. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Well, I got no issue with that. No, neither. Uh. Okay. My mom. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh. Yep. That would. uh, I mean, I guess that might make you feel a little weird if if she comes into your mind as you're getting off. But you know, like uh, sometimes you know you got those weird things happening. uh, Even if it doesn't happen again, it's nothing to feel ashamed about. Was it? Was it Epicurist? Epicurean? That was in love with his mother. Hmm. Oedipus. Oedipus, right? But it's it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, The the thing of it is, Oedipus was he was essentially cursed. To or there was a prophecy that he would slay his father and marry his mother. So he was cast out, and his feet were pierced, basically to to make him unable to survive. He survived. Met a traveler on the road years later after he'd become a strong man, and when he fought with that traveler on the road, he killed him. Found out that that traveler was the king of a neighboring country, and he assumed the crown and the guy's wife which turned out to be his father, and he basically married his mother. So he didn't know it was his mother at the time? He did not. Oh, well. So it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. But Freud gave that as the title for a disorder that may or may not actually... Be a thing. Yeah, may or yeah. may not actually be a thing, because yeah. Freud was not always right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Freud was actually, he was wrong a lot, actually. He kind of got the ball rolling, though. Okay, a woman pushing long needles through her boobs. Some people are into that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, don't think I'd be. Don't think that would be me. But uh... an erotic dream about Janine Garofalo. Who hasn't had an erotic dream about Janine uh, Garofalo? I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, what does it say? He's pretty he hot. Says, when I was twelve, I had a dream, a dream about Janine Garofalo, and and I were playing how playing. Uh, in a playhouse in my backyard. Oh, okay. She peed her pants and then pulled out, pulled a urine-soaked, urine-saturated washcloth from her jeans. She got embarrassed and left. Then I, uh, then I grabbed the washcloth and sucked the pee out of it. I woke up. I was stimulated. Uh, stimu- stimulating. Uh, try this again. I woke up. I was substantially weirded out and aroused by the dream subject matter. <laughs> I beat it like it owed me money. <laughs> and why not? Sure. That's not the dream I've had about Janine Garofalo, but, you know, that's okay. To be their own. Sandy Urethra. So this guy, basically he got uh, horny on the beach and uh, plugged it into the sand and got a little sand in his urethra, and, uh, and it made the rest of the trip a little uncomfortable. Oh, he says, so I got my first STD from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> my ex-wife. Well, why the fuck not? You were married to her. I mean, just because you're not married anymore doesn't mean that she doesn't still turn you on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And considering that your ex-wife 
and your current wife or your next wife probably have more than one or two things in common, you've got a type. Yeah, so I'm going to summarize this next one. Um, so it says this one's sad. Uh, basically, this guy and his, uh, his wife had an open relationship. Uh, he, he says that as they acted on it, they, it, they grew, they grew more and more apart. Um, and at some point they were basically, they were not sleeping, uh, in the the same house. They had moved into a large house where they could have, uh, where they could have other, other couples live with them, you know, basically, I guess as swingers is the idea. And so at one point he is listening through the, uh, uh, through the intercom. Intercom. Yeah. To, to his wife having sex with another man that, uh, oh, uh, and he was a, and he masturbated through his tears because <laughs> he was still turned on by it, but he would have rather it was him having sex with her. So, and number well, some 20 people have a, some people have a cuckoldry fetish. Sure. Where they get off with their wives being unfaithful. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, but these people eventually divorced and they're separated. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, number 25, I'm masturbating to this thread right now. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw uh, it. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm no, you go. Opinion. No, you go. No, you go. Sorry, Mac. Go ahead. You go. I was gonna say I'm gonna throw out an opinion that at least thirty percent of the posts on this thread are are made up trolling. Oh, I would not be surprised. I that that yeah. I, that's the problem with with Reddit. You know, I mean you. None of these could be, I mean, many of these are probably not real. Who knows? But the, on the other hand, there's no reason to not believe them. I mean, what gets you off gets you off. Yeah. I'll be using some of them later. As you're masturbating to the thread? As I'm masturbating to the thread. <laughs> so I'm putting in that article on Jezebel, uh, which is, uh, I think we need to include these uh, stories from women giving their. Oh, did you find one? Well, let's have it. Yeah. I'm putting it in. Okay, good. Go. Dumbass, when you yeah. put it in, make sure you put it in. Certainly. There it is. It's all the way in. And one thing I noticed uh, that uh, that these stories about women's embarrassing masturbation moments are a little bit different than the guys' ones. The uh, guys' ones that we just read uh, were mostly things that uh, they've imagined while masturbating that they were embarrassed about. These are actual mostly... Um, situations where the girl got caught masturbating and it was like very embarrassing for her or something. Okay. And they're a little bit more detailed stories. So maybe we'll just go through one or two of them. Okay. Let's do that. Like, let's see the first one here. Uh, she says, I got this giant relative to the seven year old me white teddy bear for Christmas one year and made an effort to sleep with it since that's what girls are supposed to do with stuffed animals. But it wasn't really a stuffed animal person and the thing was, but I wasn't really a stuffed animal per- animal person. And the thing was really too big. I must have wrapped my legs around it at some point and put the needle on the record, as it were, because I soon figured out that I could basically get on top of it and hump it and have orgasm. At seven, I was so excited about it that during a sleepover, I showed a girlfriend from school how to do it because I assumed she had a teddy bear, too, and deserved to know this information. I'll be damned if she didn't tell all her friends at school that I humped my teddy bear. It took me about a decade and going away to boarding school to live that one down. But I think having a 23-year orgasmic success record has been worth it. Eventually, I moved on to pillows and then one of those vibrating, squiggly writers, then eventually to real grown-up sex toys. I do still prefer to be on top, though. That is awesome, though, that it didn't ruin her sex life, it getting out like that, because that could that could ruin it, for I think, for a young person. Oh, yeah. And, and what else is a teddy bear either, for? And her, her, and shame, either, on, shame on her. 
Shame on her backstabbing friend. Yeah. She was I... just trying to show her friend how to have pleasure, and the girl just took her trust and uh, just stomped on it right there, didn't she? Yeah, that that is a problem. Yeah, no, uh, that's... Let's see. Uh, my tale of woe was at the ripe age of 13. I was running late for school and would have to get a lift home, a uh, lift in anyhow. I decided as I had time and the night before had been particularly arousing dream-wise, I'd enjoy myself. I was reaching climax. As I was reaching climax, my mother burst through the door, having heard the noise, raving and screaming. This could have been the end of it, but oh no, she dragged me out of the bath first incident. Uh, of blue vaulted boot, grabbed me by the arm and had and had me get, get dressed and drove me in school, lecturing me the entire way. Catholic family. Once we reached school, I thought it was over. How wrong I was! She marched me into into the morning assembly and up to the deputy deputy headmaster, declaring, "I'm so sorry, the little sinner's late. He was playing with himself in the bath." <laughs> okay, so, this, <laughs> so this is a guy's one apparently. In yeah. Thing, so both guys and girls here. But man, yeah, that is embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, but it's the way that he laid it out that's funny. I'm telling the headmaster, I'm sorry that he was dealing, he's playing with himself in the bath. The little sinner. That is that is quite the overreaction. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Any of these other ones catch any of your eyes? Adventure and babysitting. All right. Why don't you go ahead and read that one? Oh then? no, <laughs> I have to prep for this stuff. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll read it. Okay. This summer, I was babysitting these two girls, the oldest five and the youngest three. I was dragging them in a wagon towards the ice cream store, and the youngest was conspicuously quiet. This girl is nonstop chatter, even with strangers and animate objects and herself. Worried she was sick, I looked back to check on her, and to my surprise, her hand was down her pants, and she is going at it. Had we not been in a crowded public place, I would have ignored it, but instead, I told her that now is not the time... And that was something for her to do in private. She was a little put out, but I got them each an extra scoop of ice cream, so all was forgiven. Later that night, after the bath, I'm dressing the youngest, uh, and I asked the oldest if she can choose her pajamas and get dressed. Out of the corner of eye, I noticed that she hasn't made a move towards her dresser, and I turned towards her to ask her again. She has spread eagle on the bread with a brush, with a brush handle up her butt. <laughs> I, shrieked, I shrieked. My mother is an ER nurse and constantly coming... Home with sex stories gone awry, things getting stuck, puncturing important body parts. So I'm imagining all the terrible possibilities. Take that out. Take that out. <laughs> she does, cues, and I'm a little scared. I never, I'm running around with this brush now looking for rubbing alcohol when, of course, her parents come home. I look <laughs> frantic. They assume I need the alcohol for an injury. I awkwardly explain what happens while the mother gives her a stern lecture that this is not what Italian girls do. <laughs> the father and I stand awkwardly in the hallway, avoiding eye contact. Me still holding the brush. <laughs> I came back next night to watch them. The oldest daughter had made me an apology card, which was really adorable. Until I noticed she had included a drawing of the scene. <laughs> is okay because because at the end it's it's not gonna it's not gonna escape up there it's not gonna get stuck hairbrush is fine oh probably although you know some of them have i've i've had a hairbrush before that you know the handle kind of came off of have you had it up your butt i 
no comment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> at least at least it wasn't a light bulb. <laughs> what was the it was on it was on scrubs, I think, Brian. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the whole the, scene the, where the guy had a, a had a had a light bulb up up his butt and they're doing they're looking at the x-ray going well either he's got a light bulb up there or his colon's got a really good idea (laughs) (laughs) that that scene was so great because they go through i slipped i fell i did that and then the last one the guy goes i was bored yep (laughs) (laughs) oh man well the problem with the bottle is that it creates suction that's why so don't put that up there Uh, those stories are better than mine, by the way. The, 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 and that last one was the, I definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, guys. I laughed so hard I need to go to the washroom. <laughs> Take your brush. Be right back. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Oh, we're at 40 minutes on this already? That's awesome. Yep. We better move on. What else What else should we do? We can probably do two more things. Yep. Well, if you want to shift my stuff to next time, we can do that. But no, I want to do, I think we should do the turkey stuff. Okay. I think we can, we'll move the hoax and we'll, I, I want to talk about the Glenn Beck stuff real quick. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm back. Okay. So, anyway, I think the message here is uh, babysitters, you catch the kid doing something weird with a brush handle, just don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's as good a message as any. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I bet some of these others are good too. We, we might want to, we might have to come back to some of these. But these stories seem a little bit more uh, real. The Je- it, well, and this is from Jezebel, so that's kind of to be expected. Yeah, it's these seem less like somebody's trolling to me. Yeah, yeah, ah, uh, yeah, much better though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some save some of these stories for another time. I guess I like think so. I think yeah, we might want to come back to those. All right, let's move on. To a nice WTF. What the fuck are they thinking? This one this one struck me. Um, so, well, it was Glenn Beck. So, I mean, how can I go wrong, right? Uh, Glenn Beck gives a guest two hours to lay out his uh, theory that Jerry Sandusky's sex abuse scandal was fake news. So, I, I didn't I, I didn't watch the whole interview. I did watch the clip and read through the story. Um, and and here's, here's the bottom line. I don't know... For a fact that Jerry Sandusky is guilty, right? I, 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 I'm so let's, in... uh, let's back up and lay out uh, the oh. Jerry Sandusky case for those of us who. So yeah, so he was, uh, he was, uh, was he the assistant football coach at Penn State? Anyway, he's a, he was a football coach. He wasn't the head coach, but he's a football coach at Penn State, and he was, uh, he was convicted of sexually abusing children, and quite a few. Uh, there were quite a few children that that. Um, in the end, that had uh, that had come come through and um, and accused them of sexually molesting him. Um, so this guy, uh, John Ziegler, he has uh, been saying that that, that this is uh, that it it's not true that it's fake news because um, that's the new that's the new big uh, you know trigger that basically uh, his his charge is that basically the um, he was uh, accused and convicted of this by the media. And and that they and that that it was never validated in any way. I I, I don't know what completely what all of his claims are. But basically, what it comes down to is that he believes that Jerry that Jerry Sandusky is in fact innocent, and he says it's not even close. He says that um, he 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 claims that the, that it, there's that there's no chance that there's a pedophilia, pedophilia uh, that he was a uh, um, committing pedophilia. 
my issue with this whole thing is this idea that it's fake news. So he says, um, for his part, Ziegler uh, insisted that everyone at Penn State that the entire case was bogus and was a, um, an example of fa- fake news uh, falsely created by the media. Are you do, you do you have the same feeling as this as I do that, you know, the definition of fake news, it started out because this was started out as stuff that was being made up out of whole cloth. Right. Just no nothing to it whatsoever. Whereas uh, a lot of what Trump people and uh, and the people on the right are, are taking it as now they're labeling anything fake news that gets the slightest little thing wrong or that. You know, maybe they think is is wrong in conclusions, but not wrong in uh, the details. It's worse than that. I would say that that might be true in this case. But what what Trump is Trump is always when he says fake news is just something he didn't like. If he didn't like it, how or how or if he didn't like how it was reported, it's fake news. Because even he, you know, like with all the leaking, he, you know, he he. Uh, he didn't like the fact that people were reporting on the leaks. But when he asked him, well, were the leaks true? He didn't deny the leaks, right? He just didn't like the fact that they were being reported, so they were fake news. So it's even it's even more insidious on the, on the part of Trump. But yeah, you're right. Here, here's the problem, is that the media did not make up this story. Right. They just reported on it. So... Wasn't there a confession in this story? Uh, you know, I thought there... I, I, I don't, thought there was a confession from Sandusky. <sighs> I, I don't know. I mean, my my whole problem with this whole I thing was that it was fake news. That he's saying, um, uh, where's it? This is so. The story breaks in Penn State uh, not long after the whole Catholic Church scandal. Ziegler says, and because of that, it set a prism through which everybody could, which everybody, especially the news media, sees things. This is the uh, uh, what Pat Patler Pat. Uh, they see pater patronage pat, patron patrons uh okay they see patrons of the pope they see the administration uh as the uh as the cardinals and they see sandusky oh he's the pedophilia, pedophilia priest and they see penn state football fans as og the catholic parishioners who love their football so much that their religion of foot the the religion of football that they're willing to Lock, look the other way and pretend that the pedophilia didn't happen. Well, the the whole problem with this is that it he's saying that the that the timing is coincidental. Well, who the fuck who the fuck got all these kids to to come forward at, at the same time and 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 start the scandal if none of it's true, right? That and would may, be may, the, I uh, guess it could, that it would be the psychiatrist who implanted the false memories. Well, okay, maybe, but but ultimately. He wasn't found guilty by the media. He was found guilty by the court system. If he's innocent, then the court system failed him, right? It shouldn't be up to the media whether he's guilty or not. They're reporting on the story. So it's not fake news when they're reporting what other people are saying. It's This whole idea of fake news is total bullshit for the way that they're reporting it. Back to what Dumbass was saying. Right. Yeah, if you want to fake fake news, should be specifically things that are made up out of whole cloth, like the Pizzagate thing. So, if he was being entrapped in some way, if he was being set up, but here's the thing: is if the if everybody at Penn State, this was not good for Penn State. So, if they all knew that this was fake and bogus, and they didn't step forward and say, "Hey, listen, we know this isn't happening," 
then that's on them. They let this happen. Why would I? I don't understand why everybody, if everybody knew it was bogus, that they would just sit there and let it happen. It 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 ruined the um the career of the head coach, right? Because he he was accused of knowing that it was happening and not doing anything about it. And of course, Jerry Jerry Sandusky goes down. And the, and the other thing is that the head coach, this was his last season, and he wanted to go out on this high note, so it totally wrecks that. If everybody knew it was bogus, they let him get fuckered in the process? I mean, boy, that's, that's a lot of people who let a lot of damage happen if he, if he is right saying that this is, um, that all the, all the people at uh, Penn State knew that it was bogus. Okay. So there was yeah. no confession. Okay. But, uh, Sandusky was convicted on 45 of forges. And so, and it's not even close is what this guy is saying. So that's a lot of charges to be convicted on if, it, if that's 44 fake charges at that point. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen, right? I'm just saying it's not fake news mm. that it was reported regardless. So this is not this you can't denigrate the media for this if it's if he was falsely convicted. That's on the court system, not the media. This idea of people being tried in the media that it can only happen if the court system is failing us. Is it? Is it failing us that badly? I, I, I mean, it just seems crazy to me. But it's too easy to, to make the charge of fake news at this point. It's, it's easy to make the charge of fake news. And it's also easy to blame the media for anything because the media is – the media – drives the direction that they that the court is the theory the the media drives the direction the court is going to go right but that's that should not be the case no and it you know honestly i don't think that it actually is the case and i don't think it is either and but once again it's it's not fake news if people are actually coming forth and saying this they didn't create the scandal no. that i'm aware of i mean that that's a whole nother charge if they did well but- and you know in cases big crimes like this they are they're only going to want jurors who are they're going to be very careful that they only get jurors who are who are impartial and who can look at the case on its merits there is there, i mean and there's a whole nother big issue with with you know with our court system in picking juries and, and a lot of stuff that they do and quite frankly they're usually slanted towards getting white males off in this case it you know it didn't work and i am in favor of getting white males off if we're going back to the if we're going back to the first story, yes, but in this case, no. If I mean, but here's the, but ultimately, it, it doesn't matter if he's guilty or not. It's not fake news, right? Even if this guy is right, it doesn't mean that the that this was fake news. That's my point. I, I definitely, yeah, yeah, and I and Donald Trump bears a big part of the blame for uh, changing the meaning of fake news to just you know. Um, uh, and most of what he points out is fake news, like he points out a slight inaccuracy or something, or something that he perceives as an inaccuracy. And like it's fake news, they got this wrong. Well, getting stuff wrong isn't, you know, j- making stuff up is fake news. Well, and a lot of times it's just because he doesn't like the way it was portrayed, the way it portrays him. He doesn't like when they're mean to him. They were mean to me. I mean, we hear that from him all the time. Well, so what if they were mean to you? <laughs> You're the president of the United States. You know, you tough it up. Yeah, and even if they do get stuff inaccurate, that's still not fake news. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, so, uh, yeah, so it's just the the whole fake news thing is just driving me nuts. It's everywhere. I mean, it's and, – and, and a lot of people are getting it wrong, like this story gets it wrong. All right, so why are turkey, turkeys, you know, circling the fake news? Why are turkeys circling the fake news? Yeah. Well, they're not circling the news. Oh, okay, good. Um, 
what what they are doing is this uh, person got a a video of this group of turkeys, a uh, group of wild turkeys, look like wild turkeys, circling a dead cat in the road. Yeah, that is and crazy. They're calling it a they're calling it a turkey death dance. But what uh, what the theory is is that they're just there just happens to be a group of these turkeys and they're circling mm. it trying to find out if it's still a threat or not. At least that's what the turkey expert is saying. Um, I found this kind of interesting though because apparently we've got similar behavior among guinea fowl where they're checking out a dead rat to make sure that it's actually dead. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's it's so Sam crazy. Says ostriches do this also. Do you have video of that? And I, I don't have video of that. And uh, I believe that uh, that uh, oh, what are those what are those birds called? Um, cassowaries. Cassowaries do that too. <coughs> After they kick whatever it is to death, they circle it to make sure it's actually dead. Okay. <laughs> cassowaries are widely considered to be among the most lethal birds in the world to humans. Cassowary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they're they're a little bit smaller than a. Uh... Um, ostrich. Yeah, but they've got a ton of aggression. Well, it, it, it's that spur on the back of their leg that they just rip you open with. They do. And they have talons that can kick through a car door. Really? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, what they're also saying, though, is that the turkeys in this video are all female turkeys. And that this may be grouping up like this and checking something out in a group may be their only defense. Because they don't have the natural weapons like a male turkey does. Yeah, that's what they were suggesting is that so this is by 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 coming into a herd like that, that they can fend off a predator because there's multiples of them. Or if they scatter in if they scatter in multiple directions, the, they may lose the predator completely or at least only one of them is going to get got. OK, yeah, sure. But it's, it's interesting. The other thing about this that's so interesting, though, is is the pareidolia aspect, because we're trying we're seeing a behavior that makes perfect sense to a turkey, and we're trying to make it make sense to a human. Well, that's not what the uh, that's not what the researchers are necessarily trying to do. They are trying to no, establish but, uh, why they're doing it. The person who put the article together started it off by saying per- turkeys perform a death dance around a cat corpse. Well, okay, so there he might have been a little slanted, but the people doing the research are just uh, they just want to understand it, right? So I you know the the pareidolia of it is what actually caught my attention on them. I just thought it was it was fascinating watching them circle the way that in they such were in a measured fashion. And what the, so what the research said uh, what the researcher said is that the reason that they think that they do that is because they're all following the the one in front of them and none of them are are willing to um make the final call to say okay it's dead and walk off. And so until one of them is willing to make that call they just circle. Yeah, but their body language says that they're ready to take off at a moment's notice too. Oh well, sure. Much of that, they're what the way they're the way their feet are moving. They're 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 keeping themselves very flexible, and they're ready to take off at a moment's notice. Should that cat happen to twitch? Sure. Yeah, that's that was pretty interesting. the The video is cool. People should watch that video totally. I mean, just I mean, it's just. I mean, if you came across this, it would, you know, you'd be really weird. And then they had, the last one is the male. It looks like a male turkey circling a gravestone. And he just keeps going around the gravestone. Yeah. I don't think what he's circling is going to get up. No, probably not. <laughs> but he didn't seem to one be aware of that. All right. And our last one, shaming bisexuals. Mm. Well, before we do that. Oh. What would we, what would we call this? Uh, what would we call this? The turkeys here. The flocking dead. Ugh. 
You just had to go there. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? I can't. I can't. It's a, it's a compulsion. All right. Tell me why bisexuals have given up on the homosexual activists. Well, this is an article by one uh, bisexual activist in particular, Bess Schurhout, um, who, uh, who was basically uh, writing an article here about uh, uh, how she feels underappreciated in the LGBTQ com- community. Um, and uh, very interesting stories about uh, the, um, the kind of uh, things that she has to put up with. Like, for example, you know, when she reveals that she's bisexual, she gets told, oh, that's just a phase between uh, uh, being straight and admitting that you're a full lesbian. Or like, you know, um, if she's in a relationship, uh, uh, her, her mate might get uh, uh, extra jealous that she might go off with somebody of the other sex, things like that. But what I, what I find really, and I find really interesting, like the, more the first example when people assume that uh, uh, this is just a phase she's going through, they, they don't accept her word about her sexual feelings. And I think that that's a very... Um, uh, 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 like lacks a lot of self-awareness for a homosexual to say that to a bisexual person saying, oh, the, this, this sexual feeling you're feeling is just a phase and soon enough you'll realize that your sexuality is actually closer to my sexuality. Yeah, it's, it is pretty interesting because one of the things that, um, that a lesbian said to her is that, um, that, that well, that's just the, the on you're just on your road to being a lesbian, and so this idea that right. that you can't beat a true bisexual, that you're either you're really one or the other, and and but eventually you'll figure it out and you'll you'll come to our side. Right, but I, I, I think don't that, know if that, that's a lot of. I, I think that uh, lacks a lot of self awareness because this is the exact thing that straight people will say to gay people too that uh, you're. Your, the, the, your feelings of being sexually attracted to your own sex, that's just a phase you're going. Right. It's the same thing that straight people you know, say you're, to you're, say You're going to realize that uh, you're, you're interested in guys or girls, whatever your opposite sex is, and, and that this was just uh, some sort of silly um, teenage rebellious thing maybe, you know? I, I don't know if it's a lack of self-awareness. It's uh, – it's I, I kind of had this thought myself. I've I've spoken to people who are – transgendered and they get the same kind of treatment from from uh, the uh actually gay lesbian and bisexual people they give the be give they give this kind of behavior to transgendered people so it, it seems like it's a kind of a pecking order of of how legitimate here's the thing is that it's hard to identify with somebody who is into is sexually interested in something that you're not and if you are only interested in women, um, it, it may be hard for you to uh, to empathize with somebody who is actually um, interested in both. The other thing that I thought about it is that it may be difficult for lesbians and um, in in men and women that are that are um, uh, same sex oriented to uh, they might have a problem because they they get a lot uh, for people who that are uh, um, that are uh working against them this idea that uh that they've made a choice to be this way and if you're bisexual you are truly making a choice right you 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 get to make that choice which one you want to date at what time and i don't think you do i think that you if don't you're bisexual i it, i think that 
you're probably attracted to a wider variety of people, but you're not going to be able to help who you're attracted to. That's not my point. That, but but my point is is that you will you you are attracted. You can you can make a choice whether you're attracted to this guy or this girl, right? You get to make a choice. Well, you can't make a choice of who who you're attracted to, but you'll you can make a choice of who you date. Well, okay, but that's but that's my point is that I, I can't. I'm I'm not going to make the choice to date a man. I I guess I could, right? But I'm just not attracted to them. But if you're bisexual, you are attracted to both sexes, and it, and it, and there are times when you will have and you might make you might get to make a choice between the two of them that is actually a choice right but if you're yeah. but if you're gay it's not a choice and in 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 like and we and we always talk about even if it is a choice it's it's okay for you to make that choice right it, it's valid for you right. to if, if it is a choice but for many of them it's not and they're constantly getting you know from these fundamentalists you know that everybody's born straight, and they're making—they're just making a choice to be gay. They've chosen to to live in this in, in this manner. And so, when you have somebody where they really do get to make a choice, maybe that maybe there's some uh, maybe they maybe it's difficult because of some of this other blowback that they're getting. Maybe I'm, I, I'm also thinking that maybe you know, like um, to give them uh, to to be fair. There might be uh, lesbian girls out there who decide to identify as bisexual for a, for a period of time, thinking that it would be a more a smoother tra- like that transition. Like it's le- might be less socially unacceptable to be interested in both guys and girls. So there there might yeah. be so, some people who do that. And I think there are, but I mean to discount that that there are some people that are truly bisexual in, in this way is. I mean, it's got to be tough. I mean, the whole thing is tough because of because of the way our society is set up. Because I mean, the, the fundamentalists don't care. You know, if 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 you're not having sex with the right gender, it, you know, based on their opinion, then you know they're just. I mean, they go after everybody. Yep, Tabe has right. got a poke in his slot, me. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but I just think you know that with as much blowback as as this community is getting from from a lot of these fundamentalist crowds. That you know, it, you know, they say, well, it's a choice. It's a choice, and you know, for some people, it really is a choice. I mean, I'm not attracted to everybody, and yeah, it's not a, it's not maybe I'm not making a choice on who I'm attracted to, right? But if you're bisexual, there's going to be some women that you're attracted to, and some men that you're attracted to, and at that point, you 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 do have some choices that other people might not have. And I just That's wonder, true. I just wonder if that creates some blowback in the in the lesbian and gay communities. Because of some of these other things that are going on, and I, I suppose well, there, you, you've also that, got to that wonder. Can, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I, I suppose that can cause some tension. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of just wanted to say that I think it's kind of interesting that uh, there's a little bit of a mindset still there that when somebody says, "This is what I am. This is how I feel sexually," that there are people, even in this community, who want to question that and say, "I, I don't think you're telling the truth there." Uh, what I was going to say is, I wonder if it's not uh, if it's not somewhat political. If you've got a if you've got a a large block, the gay and lesbian block, and you've got people who are bisexual and thereby not actually gay and lesbian. Do you want to have them strengthening your block by making sure that they're just gay? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a thought. You know, but here's the thing: is that I don't, I don't care about people's um, 
sexual identity. It doesn't it doesn't affect me in the slightest how somebody else presents themselves or what or who they want to sleep with. I could care less, you know? Well, that's because you're rational. P- perhaps, you know, but it's, uh, it but it is funny that that even lesbians have have a problem. You you got to choose. And, and probably gay men there's probably some of that going on there too. You need to choose. And the idea that people might be getting a little extra jealous because like their their partner might have more choices about uh, somebody they could sleep around with on them with it's like you know there's a uh, anybody in a relationship there will be a lot of other people in the world that you're probably attracted yeah you know and if you're if you're devoted to your partner you're not going to do anything about those people that you're attracted to yeah exactly it's just there that but that comes back to trust issues too yeah so anyway i thought i i thought the story was interesting i i think it's unfortunate that you know, it's like the, you think that they should be so closely aligned, uh, but there's tension there anyway. It's pretty unfortunate, and uh, this woman is uh, lists uh, a bunch of her grievances, and she's personally made the decision to, you know, put her hands up and uh, say, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but um a lot of things that she's saying I, I think that's something that really should be talked about and approached in these kinds of communities absolutely yeah because they are natural allies it seems like the, the, it's the same fundamentalists that hate them both right yeah right but some people just want to draw lines in the sand i think that's important yeah. well i think that's it i think that's all we get time for so say good night everybody Good night, everybody. That's another one in Max can. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Kennold. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.